I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. And some of the conversations, too. Yes. We were having an interesting conversation, and I said, gee, I wish I had turned on a microphone. So now I, we're turning. And I, I said, I've regretted it before when we haven't gone ahead because when we're having the conversation is usually when I'm more awake and when we try to have a conversation that we already had and explain it to everybody else, it doesn't seem to flow the same way. No, so no. I turned on the microphone. Yes. So the first thing we were talking about briefly was I mentioned to you that when I was leaving work, yes, uh, somebody said goodbye in the hallway, yes. uh, one of the, the uh, women who works there. Mm-hmm. And I could tell I, I surprised her a little bit, but more so I surprised myself with my man voice. <laughs> I said good night, but I said it like it, ca- it came out really deep. Good night. Good night. I I can't even do it right now. It just yeah. sometimes it comes out like, boom. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Hey, that was me. That's cool. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it was still surprising. Yeah. In a, in a good way. Good for so, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was sitting there on the couch just now, uh, kind of pondering some things I think about. Or come around to thinking about and don't always talk about and you know. My wife. Go ahead. You often say, uh, "I like to hear about these things going on in your head," which are the things I. I, I I'm your wife. I like to know what you think about. Probably more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I said. I had been reading. Matt Cayley's blog, and he's the one who wrote Just Add Hormones. Right. And he has a blog, and he's written some other stuff, too. He has another book out. Yeah. So, excuse me. And his blog lately has really become, like, advice column central. It's kind of every post he's so swamped with advice requests that I don't know if he actually does any writing for his own enjoyment anymore because it looks like Every time I see him posting, he's like, we've got two questions from readers this week. Next week, we've got two more questions. Well, and those are the two that he's trying to answer, but he did. He does talk a little bit about that, and if you read some of the other sections. Um, and he, he does do some writing, since mm-hmm. he does have another book. But um, he has focused more on questions that people send in, because he was getting so many of them for so long, and... There was more of that than he had to say. Right. There was more questions to answer than just he would, you know, come mm-hmm. up with to say on his own. Not right. that he wouldn't enjoy writing, I don't okay. think. But anyhow, one of the recent posts or uh, questions that he put on his blog had to do with somebody talking about, you know, should I come out to these people or not? And the reason being... When I came out to somebody I thought I could trust, his response was to rape me. So this guy got raped by his friend that he thought he could trust. Stupid people. People are evil. So I was sitting there thinking about that, and you said, what are you thinking about? And I said, people. (laughs) 
And you said, people. And I said, yes, they're terrible. It, it, because that would be the time that I would wander over and ask you what you're thinking. Because I'm looking contemplative and... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I was thinking about that because also recently I heard on NPR an interview with Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. which was spectacular. And actually I heard two different interviews on NPR right. with him, one shorter and one longer, but I didn't even get to hear all of the longer one. And it had to do with a book that he's written that's about... Um, how to teach ourselves globally to treat women better and nice. equally. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like in his 90s. Yeah. So he apparently left his church, um, like some big organization. And since I'm so, you know, vague at these things and understand the concepts... I'll just yeah. say it that way. He left a big organization um, in the last five or ten years because they were changing their perspective to kind of, uh, you know, get women under their thumb some more. And um, he he couldn't approve of that. He just couldn't he couldn't uh, live with that with himself. And well, good for him. Yes, and so um, he left that. And he talked a little bit about that in their interview, and he talked about other, uh, you know, big people in the world like the Pope and, you know, other people that are important to talk to about these types of things mm -hmm. and the types of conversations that they had and um, answered a lot of questions about his book. Yeah. So the thing is, the, the tie together is that how women have this culture and i know this in the u.s and i know this because i grew up in a body that was presented as to me as you're a female and living in the female culture you live with this not just a fear not just a um a be careful but there's a whole culture of you could get raped and that won't be your own fault, although some people will blame it on you, and it's not right, but it could still happen to you. And that's not like um, somebody could, you know, beat me up, and, and like I said, a lot of queers live with, somebody could just beat my head in because they don't like me because I'm a queer, and a lot of minorities do, but overall we present to the world that that's not how things should be. And we believe that. And But even so, we live our lives with the understanding that it is a culturally accepted norm that we will continually be on our guard because these assholes are still out there. Yes. They are. And how that affects, you know, me differently as a F to M it was the next thing on my mind. Like, it does and it doesn't. It affects me the same way it affects this guy who got raped by his friend for coming out to him. Yeah. Because I still have that vulnerability, and so do a lot of boys. Boys get raped. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to talk about it. It happens. It happens. 
Um, but there's not the same culture around it. It's a different culture. Very much so. It's a it's a it's a hide this more culture, mm-hmm. and um, a, a lot more you know pretending it doesn't happen. Whereas we all know this happens to women. Yes. And everybody is aware of that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people still like to ignore the culture that uh, men or boys get raped, except yes. in jail, which we make a lot of jokes about. You know, you'll get a new boyfriend if you go to jail. Yes. So. Er. So that's what we were talking about. Yes. And now the microphone's here. Yes. And then you were talking about how that ties in with your faith. And we are both people of faith because you have a vaguely Eastern sense of, what's that R word? Reincarnation. For once I didn't have the word. Sense of reincarnation and coming to earth, coming to a human body for to learn things. Mm -hmm. And I have a primarily Judeo-Christian understanding of we get one run. And after that, we don't have to play again. That would be nice. I know. (laughs) I feel more tired than that. Um, Yeah. Mm. You're right. So that that's where I started asking you. So my belief is, if there's reincarnation and you come to a particular situation, such as having a male brain and a female body and having to cope with figuring out what to do about yourself and do about the world and, you know, the F10 thing, mm-hmm. um, you could be doing that for various reasons. The first one that comes to mind because I'm so aware of this culture of women dealing with rape um, and dealing with trying not to have rape. Yes. Mostly. Uh, yes. The focus there. But the, the idea being, okay, so you come back as a guy who has to be a woman. Well, you come back as a guy who has to be a woman because you were a real prick. And you have to figure out that that was really fucked up and wrong. And why it was your, fucked your, up. Your wrong. last time around, you were a really messed up guy. So this time, you had to be stuck in a woman's body. To... Yeah, the, all the pillaging and raping in the other lifetimes would be okay. You're not learning. Try it this way. So that's like a karma mm-hmm. option of reincarnation. Another option is you do it because it's like taking college classes. And you can take cisgendered, male, straight, white, whatever, and that's like uh, English 101. (laughs) And then you can take like... And and, how do you want to be discriminated against this run? Yes. Um, (laughs) What what, what, uh, oppressive system do you want to learn how to function under this time? It could be that. It could be learning how to find freedom in that. It could be... A lot of things. It could be, Mm -hmm. and now it could be, oh, well, this sounds really interesting. Let's see. I've tried male and female. Let's try male brain with female body. Ooh. You know, (laughs) that was an idea. (laughs) What the hell were you thinking? Whoa. (laughs) 
I don't know. It sounded hard. I thought I'd try it. It's like, I don't know. Why it's do like, you like these hard things? It's the saucer sled on the ski jump. <laughs> you need to give the backstory yeah, on that. I do need to give the backstory. That's that's my <laughs> reference point for a lot of these crazy ass, hey, I think I'll try this thing. <laughs> because when my father was about 17 or so, mm-hmm. and he was married and living in Michigan with his wife, yes, and apparently was earning a living as a trapper. I learned that recently. Lovely. But apparently, my sister already knew that. Now, did he actually get divorced from that wife? I started to try to look that up the other day. Uh-huh. And then I decided I didn't want to know. No, because we've just found out that he may have never actually filed the divorce with your mother. Yes, but the thing is, none of us believe, except my mother, the poor thing, believed she was divorced. But And she's mad about it. <laughs> Of course she is. She's mad at her, my aunt. But anyhow, how, it's my aunt's <laughs> fault. And uh, we're trying to talk to her about it uh, and trying to help me figure it out. But, but your we, dad... We, we needed to know this because Social Security said, oh, well, okay, if you're divorced, we need to know how when you were divorced because you have to have been married over 10 years and you have to prove that you were married over 10 years and they were married. To get their Social Security death benefits and so on, yeah. Yes, and apparently... You know, so this is a situation we're in. So we're trying to get these papers saying. So this guy who never divorced your mom. Yes. <laughs> this guy, my dad. Um, when he was 17 and. Um, Already married with a kid. Yes. He. Um, I guess he must have done some a lot of trapping near some skiing lifts and stuff like that. And there was a ski jump there. Mm-hmm. And somehow he got the bright idea to take a saucer sled. And go off the ski jump. And um, he did tell the story. And he, he told it in this way like, never do this. <laughs> this is what I did, but it, it was a really crazy-ass choice. And I can't believe I ever did that, which is a pretty good reflection for him, I thought. That's kind of amazing, yeah. knowing what I know of your father. Yeah, yeah. he's not your most conventional Catholic <laughs> So apparently he did, and somehow I always picture it as like a, a a purple metal one. It's probably not. Probably was silver or something. Because you uh-huh. know, it was like what 1959. It probably was silver. Yeah. Silver metal saucer sled. Like that shit was gonna hurt when you landed. <laughs> <And it> probably <laughs> did. And I think he was. I remember him saying, you know, when he was telling the story, I think he was saying something about you know realizing once he was up way up in the air. Where was he going to land and what what was it going to be on? (laughs) So, never do this, kids. Of course, if I had the rest of my male hormones, I probably would have immediately gone out and done it. (laughs) Yes, you probably would have. Thinking, oh no, I could do that better. (laughs) You want to one-up your dad. Of course you would. Yeah, so, you know. I totally know you. So, that's that's the... um, So, now you're likening that to taking the class of humanity... 703. 754, I think. I don't know. Female body, male brain. Yes, transition when you're, you know, old. Yeah, no. Let's have two lifetimes in one. No, thank you. (laughs) You don't even want two lifetimes in two. No. I just want one and be done. I think that's why you're sticking to the plan here. (laughs) No, 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 there's a Jesus thing and we're only doing this once. Sorry. (laughs) 
And I, see, that, I can understand that reasoning. Well, yeah, and I'm just not feeling it. Coming from my understanding of the the body and spirit or soul dichotomy or trichotomy, or you can get into the theology of how many divisions of self there are, but in the understanding of the separation of the self from the body that carries the self around. I have always felt that the, the soul is an ungendered thing and that the understanding of gender and sex and sexuality are a byproduct of physiology and upbringing and environment and, you know, the combination of nature and nurture. And your gender is what it is because of the combination of hormones that got mixed together when your body was being formed. When they made that milkshake, that's what you got. Yep. Some of us got blueberries. I don't know. I won't keep going. Some of us got melons. <laughs> I won't keep going. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's just what you got. It is. So, I I'm, I just I never can buy that because it seems to me that I have this I have a need for it to be more balanced than that. Not just this random. Every you just plop in somewhere. You live that life. Everything's completely unfair, by the way. Yes. And then you're done. And what was the point of it? That's what I can't quite grasp. What is the point of that? And see, there are a lot of things in science that we can understand only so much of. And we have the, I, I almost want to call it faith in the scientific process that eventually we can grasp more of a certain astrophysical concept or a certain quantum mechanical process. We only know so much of it now, but we have faith in the scientific process that eventually we will understand. And that's kind of how I view my religious faith. I, I don't quite get what the point is just yet, but I have faith that eventually when I'm not constrained in this amount of gray matter that I will have the capacity to understand. I can get that. You missed him nodding his head for about three seconds before <laughs> yeah. he spoke. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get that. I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. We both know the world's not flat. And we know that we're going to know more. Mm -hmm. But why the world is round and how it got here, why all these things are on here, why all these little bodies are running around, being male and female and whatever. I, I just wish culture would be more accepting of the whatevers. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a, there seems to be more whatevers, but there seems to be more people. There are, Which and there's You easier... probably could hear the disdain in my voice when I say people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, 
the introvert cringe. Oh, people. people. I hate people. And, you know, when you think about people being evil, and lately I've come to kind of dislike people as a general concept as well. And I told you earlier, sometimes I wish I could be introverted so I could just leave them all alone and actually be happy about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you're, the factor that the people eventually come and bother you anyway kind of evens it out. Yeah, they do. And it is the concept of people and the unknown people who are bothersome. Because we like mm -hmm. our friends very much. And we, we do. apparently like some people enough to try to talk to the microphone so we could talk to them even though we don't even know where they are. We like you, friends. Yes, we do. E even I, the introvert. <laughs> and lately I've been thinking a lot about, you know, who our friends could be and who could be listening because the amount of feedback that we've gotten lately has been fairly limited. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get some fairly specific questions like, what do you guys look like? And what was Jess's assigned gender at birth? And what, you know, those kind of very specific things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't get a lot of, hi, I like that you XYZ like me, or I like that you give this point of view that's different from mine. And so I've kind of divided my understanding and, hey, friends, please give us some feedback. Let me know how right I am on this. I've divided into like three groups. There's the trans folk who, you know, identify with us. Mm -hmm. Then there's, you know, the trans folk who are not where we're at yet, but to whom we can be like the, as much as I hate the idea of the It Gets Better campaign. Can, well, that, I think looking back on it, that's kind of what the transponder girls were for me. Yeah. I mean, I just enjoyed that they existed and they weren't like like everybody else. And mm -hmm. I related to them more than yeah. not. Yeah. And I could just enjoy that mm -hmm. company of listening to them. Yes. So it that, was those good. type of people. And then there's the allies and the non-trans folk who are listening to us as an educational experience. Oh my gosh, these people are a big bundle of queer, but they're just normal people. Well, yes, and they, I don't know they how normal to, we are, but... <laughs> well, and allies tend to like to stay plugged into, is this idea I have really what's going on with you? Because I have an idea that this is what you're experiencing, but I don't know that unless I ask you. Well, good allies do that. Yes, they do. <laughs> Then there's people. People. <laughs> Ugh, people. You were going to tell them something? No, I think that was it. Uh -huh. The three categories of our listeners that I've kind of broken things down into. As I plan out and make notes of each episode, and I'm thinking, you know, how can we make sure that we're including content that's going to at least maintain some level of interest for all of our friends. The folks who have 
apparently downloaded podcast. Who are you? My wife wants to know. You have no interest in finding out. <laughs> I, I could be curious if you say to me, this is interesting. And I say, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that's my, you're my filter. I, I you're am. my people filter. Because I'm the extrovert, I don't mind them. Yes. So, yeah. I'd be interested, though, in knowing if people, like, voted and said, I'm in this category, or I'm in a whole other category, just so we would have that kind of idea of what other, well, you said, like, content they might like, but that might mm -hmm. stir some ideas up for us, too. I'm going to look and see if I can put up a poll. I'll probably put it through, like... I don't know if we can put it on the website or if I'll put it on our Tumblr would be the other place that I would put it, but I'll, I'll look and see. And there's a link in the show notes. Excellent. I like the voting type thing. Yeah. Because even an introvert can do that. They go, ha ha, click. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's you great. know, it could happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might. They might say, yes, I'm an ally. Yes, I'm a, like you. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> No, that's the sled, man. That's the saucer sled. We <laughs> All right, so oh. I think this was good that we turned on the microphone. Yeah, I think so too. Finish the conversation. Was there anything else in the conversation that we were talking about that we missed now or that you No what, but... where was your head going when I came out to the kitchen? Probably what we just talked about. Okay. And when I said hold that thought while I put away the towels? Um, I was thinking we should probably turn on the microphone because we usually miss that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But at this point, and I'm just thinking, I got a haircut today. You did get a haircut today. You, you seem to like it. You, you look amazing. Thanks. Uh, she trimmed my sideburns, and I, I sort of freaked out because I was like, whoa, those are my sideburns. And she just like automatically started trimming him because she was cutting my hair. And I thought, that's what you do. It doesn't seem to be like anything to her that she's just trimming my sideburns. Those are my first sideburns. Oh, yeah, they'll grow back. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll be okay. It's like a baby's first haircut. You yeah. get your first sideburn trim. I did. <laughs> I did. That's great. And then I kept looking to make sure they were still there. <laughs> Did she shape them? Did she shave the edges or take the clippers she, to the... She probably did. You know, she likes to be very precise. She does. Mm -hmm. You have a very nice hairstylist. Yes. The head massage comes with that. Love the head massage. Yeah. It's totally great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They taught that at the school. And... Mm-hmm. There, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Our main question from this um, episode might be, so where do you get the head massage? <laughs> I don't know. When we went for that massage a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. a month or so ago, in fact, now, when we went for that one that we talked about when you were all... After my mom moved and we were glad we had a massage. Yes. And the girl who did my massage was amazing on the head massage. And I even mentioned it to you as we were laying there, you know, in side-by-side -side massage tables with your middle-aged over made up therapist. I and... didn't really. Yeah. yeah. I, was... I got a weird vibe from her, but she was very professional. Yeah. Anyway, 
The girl who did mine was good, and I mentioned it, and I even mentioned your stylist, and I said, I don't know, this girl might have your yeah, stylist. Yeah, I remember beat. you making that comment, yeah. She might have, I don't know, but see, I, I get the massage every time I get the haircut, so there you have it. Nice. I don't get a whole massage very often. No, you which don't. Which I'm, I'm not sure if I would, just because... I didn't think you liked whole massage. <laughs> Uh, there's the princess man. Sorry. The man part of the princess. <laughs> well, I think that's probably it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! You're, you're coming up on a year. Yes, I am. That's kind of crazy. We'll have to have a anniversary episode. Okay. Says the introvert. <laughs> I will reluctantly agree to most of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you know that we have friends who are being helped by knowing that somebody else out there is having the same experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.